0: The Blast from Our Past Network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast. We're the podcast that gives you full on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. I'm Adam. And I'm Diallo. Woo! Hello. Mr. Diallo Jackson is in the house today, sir. How Diallo's are you doing? in the house, house
1: <laughs> Diallo's in the house,
0: sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm doing good, uh, I, like, I like the music intro, that was really cool. Thank you.
0: <laughs> uh, you are joining us as a uh, regular member uh, from the Podcasting After Dark troupe, um, I believe you're on TV Obscura is the thing you're on, what else are you doing over there, is that your yeah.
2: Yeah, the main thing I do is uh pop in once a month and do T V Obscura with uh the guys with Zach and Corey. And uh every once in a while I stop by on a uh a two dollar late fee with Zach and Dustin and and I have my own podcast that I do. It's an audio oh. book. So
0: Well go ahead and uh plug that.
2: Um, it is called The First Noel. It is a fantasy Christmas story. Uh, I think uh, Lord of the Rings meets Christmas. Um, I'm writing it, and I release it as an audiobook in chapter form, and I also release uh, the written chapters on Kindle Vella. So I have a couple uh, chapters coming out this month, and it's... Uh, it's my heart. I've been working on it for a long time and just putting it out there and seeing how people like it. Nice.
0: And I, I do believe you've published a, a comic book or two. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I have. Um, I published, uh, first comic book I did was called the Paranormals is a sort of like a Gothic noir, uh, crime story. And the most recent, uh, book we did was called Angela and the dark. Um, and it is a, a sort of cyberpunk, um, Uh, A fun cyberpunk story. Um, Think, uh, what if Pippi Longstocking landed right in the middle of Blade Runner? That's uh, the idea (laughs) of it. Yeah. And uh, the artist on both of those is uh, Russell Fox, and he's also the co-creator of um, Angela and the Dark.
0: Awesome. Very cool. cool. Well, you are here to discuss our top 10 sword fights in movies before 2005. Of course, usually we we got to put in a before something, and normally we do before 2000. But I got greedy, uh, and I wanted to push it to 2005 because there was some stuff in there I really wanted to include. I've got a
1: <laughs> good few that I actually land in that before 2005. Um, we've we've done that a couple times though. It really, yeah. I don't know. We're we it's our podcast. Damn it, we can do it with the fucking yeah. one.
0: <laughs> and that was was it uh, was it 2004 2005 when you graduated high school, Adam.
1: Uh, 2004, yeah, when I graduated high school. So okay, it's so like I mean, a, the end, the end of the nostalgia kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that that's that's you know, we we can uh, we can expand things whenever we want. And when your heart died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I try to go back and just relive those days, <laughs> like Al
0: Bundy. <laughs> so uh, I'm really interested to see uh, how this goes. Um, I don't know that there's too much to talk about before we jump into our lists. Um,
1: uh, well, okay. We had a couple little things that we talked about. Really, all we brought up was laser swords are okay. Mm-hmm. And we did allow if a sword is fighting something else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. And uh, I, I initially wanted to say no to that. And then I looked at my list and I realized at least one of the fights was had something else involved in it. Okay. And so I was like, all right well i can't I can't say no, and then be you know greedy, yeah <laughs> about that myself, so uh so i'm I'm, I'm interested um, I don't think I have any kind of real surprises as far as big name movies with sword fights. I think everyone's gonna know well, almost all of the stuff that I have on here, um not too many deep cuts for me. So I don't know about you yeah, guys.
1: I, I'll i just say about myself. Um, I did kind of allow and lean myself to this be a favorites list. This is not mm-hmm. a necessarily greatest sword fights list for myself. Not all of these are technical perfection. Some of them are far from it, actually. But they hit me where I want them to hit me.
2: Yeah, and I, I definitely, uh, I mean... I had a lot more until I, until we, I had to keep it to um, just movies, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna nothing. I don't, I have one that's like a deep cut, I think, but the rest of them, you know, you may have heard of them before.
0: All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, roll into our lists and see what pans out here. Uh, uh, I think Adam, I'm going to have you start this time. I think I started okay. last time.
1: That sounds good to me. Um, This one may not be the most technical of quality sword fights, but it is in one of, I think, my favorite nostalgic films. Uh, I know Max from Ready to Retro adores this film. John, you're not a fan of this film, and that's why we haven't talked about it yet. But I love Hook, and I am a fan of the Peter Pan vs. Hook sword fight at the end of that film.
0: Where did you hear that I wasn't a fan of that movie?
1: I remember you telling me, and that's why we haven't done this. We haven't no, done I love, I love that
0: movie.
1: Well, I yeah. think me, it has three, like five years we've been doing this <laughs> podcast, and were you telling me we haven't fucking talked Hook yet because I, I, for some reason, thought you didn't like it? Yeah, I don't know where you got that from. Guys, Christ, like, I don't even know my own fucking brother. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, I thought for some reason, I thought Hook was the same as Goonies. I know you don't like Goonies, and so I thought Hook was there too. But No, I love Hook. Okay. All right. Well, we're <laughs> going to do Hook sometime soon. Um, so anyway, <laughs> the fight is actually pretty damn good. Go back and watch it. You will see some really solid swordplay from Robin Williams in particular. A couple times, he actually does swap hands, and it's quite seamless. You don't mm. really notice this stuff. And then there's this whole section of the fight where Hook is trying to, like, convince Peter Pan that this is all some bullshit dream and that he's just going to wake up and he's going to be a fat old guy and he, you know, hates his children and all he spends his time in his work. And then these little lost boys, they just start saying, I believe, I believe in you, Peter. <laughs> and it just gets so cheesy, but cute at the same time. I just fucking love it, man. And so um, because, because of that film, because of the way I feel about it, I, I wanted Hook to be on my list.
0: Okay. Well, if you haven't guessed by now, it did not make my list.
1: I assume it didn't make yours. assume it didn't make Diallo's. Um, Diallo, if you didn't know, if we have the same fight on somebody's list, you just say, I have it higher yeah. on my list. Yeah, same kind of thing that Corey does on his uh, watch yeah. list. So. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which he
0: may or may not have. Did not have, not have it. Lost. I,
1: have, I have, actually have not seen Hook.
0: Actually. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah. yeah. And yes, Corey may have stolen that for us, but also I stole that from somebody else. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So my number ten um, is kind of a goofy scene. It's not really known for its swordplay, but it is two guys sword fighting. But you know, it's it's an iconic sword fight per se. Uh, mine is Arthur versus the Black Knight in Monty Python. Higher, <laughs> higher on my list, actually. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, we'll talk about it in uh, in a minute. Uh, All right, Diallo, what is your number 10? Uh,
2: My number 10 is um, the Chateau fight um, on Matrix Reloaded with uh, Neo against the Uh, uh, the
1: Hordes. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I have almost completely wiped all the sequels from <laughs> matrix from my head from my existence. Yeah. And so I really didn't even think about that. You know, when I
0: was, um, is that the I one with the, the, the twins?
1: Reason.
2: Um, yeah, that is the movie with the twins. Okay. Uh, I do remember,
0: is... I do remember that fight being uh, particularly good. I mean, Keanu is doing great stunt work in that movie. It just yeah. felt like the writing and the story in that one was, was bad. Exactly. But yeah, I, I do remember the fight <laughs> being pretty good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, it's a it's a problematic kind of thing for me with that movie because I actually think the action sequences are some of the best that have ever been done, but the rest of the movie is just pretty terrible.
0: Oh, yeah. it sucks when that happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. something the movie does something so well, but everything else just brings it down. Yeah, yeah. are you kind of rewatching it? Um, yeah,
1: I am. I'm It's you know what you're right. The action is solid. The weird dread guy, the yeah, that stuff. No, and. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting some flashes of yeah, this is a shit film, but not as shit as the next one and I heard, I haven't even watched, oh, not as yeah. shit as even the most recent one
2: <laughs> Yeah, the, I don't The I saw the most recent one, it was not Yeah, not good Yeah, no, so, yeah. it was
0: not Okay, alright, cool uh, Alright, cool, alright, well then let's move on to your number nine, Adam
1: Okay, we didn't have to go far, my number nine is Monty Python and the Holy Grail uh king arthur verse um the black knight i mean yeah. fuck this is a funny <laughs> scene and this this made my list for the same reason it made yours it's funny it's just yeah. it's only a flesh wound <laughs>
0: uh, my son has seen that scene on youtube and has been begging me to let him watch uh, monty python and the holy grail and the only thing stopping me is like the scene with like the Vestal Virgins with like the nighties that are on, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I- is it too much for a 12 year old? And so, I mean, at some point he's gonna see worse, so I might <laughs> just I might just have to let it let it run, and yeah. just that scene will just go by. It's not that isn't even the most memorable scene in the movie. So, you know, I'll you know that's a that's a parent thing I got to deal with.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay, that yeah. scene is is not much, but like the this fight scene. Is one of, if not the most quoted parts of that entire extremely quotable film.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's how I found out my son knew it is he quoted it to me. Uh and yeah. so then I asked him, and he said he'd watch it. Um, I believe it or not, I'm not a huge fan of, of most of Monty Python stuff. Yeah. Um, this one is that movie is the only one I can really watch. Um. I didn't. I don't mind British humor, but sometimes it gets a little too goofy for me. Yeah. Um, but th- I think uh, Holy Grail was like just that perfect mix, and that one scene is is just so memorable.
1: He becomes like a literal stump, and he wants to keep fighting. Like you, you gotta respect him as like a guard. It's very British of him. Yeah, it's yeah. very British. Uh,
0: all right, my number nine. I'm not gonna say too much. Uh, it is this. My number nine is on here strictly because of nostalgia, so it is possible that it is on Adam's list. It's possible. Uh, my number nine is Calidore versus Sonia from the movie Red Sonia. Uh,
1: not mm. on my list,
0: but I okay. like the, I like
1: what you did there.
0: Uh, Red Sonia. If you've listened to this sh- this podcast very very early on, we talked about Red Sonia being one of the movies that um, our father introduced us to um, and it became regular viewing for us probably because he only had so many uh, VHS tapes (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and man we just we just loved it and that scene between the two of them where you know Sonia tells him no man can have me unless he can best me in a sword fight so he decides all right we're gonna have a sword fight and I wouldn't even say she really best or he really bests her. They kind of come to a draw. They fight yes. to the point when they're just exhausted, and just the uh, 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 as they're swinging these giant swords around. Um, and of course, it leads to a cheesy kiss, but that's okay. That's the movies. What are you gonna do?
1: Yeah, but I mean, one. All right, Bridget Nielsen is an intimidating woman, intimidating person. Period. And but in peak,
0: going, and in peak form in this
1: movie, exactly. She's going against the Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is playing Calidor, uh, who is supposed to be Conan. It,
0: it's basically Conan. It's
1: basically yeah. Conan, and Red Sonia is the equal to Conan, and it's just it's it is a wonderful scene because when you look at him and you're just like, how the fuck can anyone stand up? with Arnold, with Conan, with or whatever. And she does it, and I wholeheartedly believe it. Like, that's why I like that movie, because I do think she comes across as a very believable sword fighter. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's not the best acted film. No. Is it the best <laughs> film? No. But I enjoy it, and I do think she uh, really, really was a fantastic Red Sonia.
0: All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to Diallo. What's your number nine?
2: Um, I'm actually starting to sense a theme with my list, at least a sub-theme, <laughs> but um, uh, fight scenes and movies I can't stand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think for me, it's a testament to, I think, just the actual sequence is actually pretty cool. But um, I actually, it's the uh, Yoda versus the Emperor
0: in Revenge of the Sith. Uh okay. Not even close to being into consideration for me. <laughs> I
1: agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, props to you. Yoda's little massive wild flippies just... I don't know. Just uh, didn't do it for me. But I can see it. He, it was good to see Yoda be that lightsaber badass that we had kind of been waiting.
2: Yeah, like I... It's like I put this down knowing everybody actually doesn't like that sequence. But mm-hmm. I um I actually prefer it over the fight that in that same stretch with uh between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Um it just to me it was more dynamic. It was um it wasn't just the flippies of it, but they were it was uh the scope and scale and it just it yeah. felt like it 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 was more of what I felt like a Jedi fight should have been like or could have been like in their heyday, you know. Um yeah. so yeah, I really loved it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Fair enough, I can see that. Hate yeah.
2: the movie with a passion.
1: <laughs> Is that yeah? Same. I mean, do you hate it more than the sequ- the
0: sequels? Uh I mean yeah. ugh, you know,
1: <laughs> we'd have
2: to do a whole yeah. <laughs> podcast a whole on, on my thoughts. My thoughts on the sequels, but uh yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, fair enough. All right. Moving around, Adam to your number eight. Oh, okay. Um, there's a chance
1: my number eight might be on somebody else's list because it is just, it's pure fun. Uh, and you get some good score. I think uh, Gore Verbinski directed the film. I am talking Pirates of the Caribbean, Jack Sparrow versus Will Turner. Oh, wow. Not on my okay. list. Okay. What I really like about this fight is it it really, it, it's early on in the film. So Jack has been, you know, captured as a pirate. And we kind of meet Will Turner and, you know, he hates pirates and yada, yada, yada. Um, But we really, I feel it's a great way to kind of introduce these characters and really introduce their skills. And we're seeing Jack and really sets him up as um, kind of this credible sword fighter, even though he's this wacky kind of seemingly high or drunk or whatever the hell he is, messed (laughs) up kind of in the head guy. He has got skills. He's a, a valid pirate. And at the same time. Will Turner has got skills of his own. The score is fantastic underneath it. They have a great use of the um the space around them. You know, I kind of go back and I think to like think like the Johnny Cage Scorpion fight in Mortal Kombat, where I remember that when they went into like the um like the, the underworld the type thing Yes, the underworld so, and they kind of like went through the different levels and all this kind of stuff i You see Jack and will kind of jumping all around his little like blacksmith area. Um and the the music behind it, it's got it it just works really well. It's 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 got some of that, you know, Disney action humor with it mm-hmm. as well at the same time. And so it's just always one that I thought set the pace for the entire rest of that film franchise. And I thought that was like the first part of the Pirates of the Caribbean film that I kinda sucked me in. I was like, Yes, I'm in this action adventure fun.
0: You know, funny, for, funny enough for me, I really enjoy Johnny Depp's interpretation of Jack Sparrow. I just don't really like the movies. Okay. okay. I like the character. I just don't yeah. care for the movies. All right. Fair. So, uh, my number eight, it's hard to say whether or not it made anyone's list. Uh, this is a movie that I love. In fact, I went back and saw this movie three times in the theater. Um, because I I enjoyed it so much. Um, and my number eight is uh Nathan Aldrin versus this kind of a gang of people that have no name uh in The Last Samurai. Mm. Uh, I, I,
1: oh, I there was an honorable mention, actually. Okay. Yeah, that one particular.
0: Um yeah, th- like there's a lot of good stuff that happens throughout this, a lot of good fights, but this one in particular really kind of <clears throat> encapsulates the progress that aldrin made from being a captive in the village to learning the ways of the japanese villagers basically becoming one of them and training with them and then getting to use those skills in a real world life or death application Mm -hmm. um you know in the street and really really good motions um could have done without the sort of precognitive thing Mm -hmm, that they mm -hmm. show i I, i'm fine with them showing it but i feel like they showed it too much like we saw the whole fight before we saw the fight
1: yeah
0: so i didn't need to i needed to see like glimpses of it but i needed to see the whole thing um but the when you watch the whole fight and you know and you know it's tom cruise so if anything you know he's giving 150 percent Mm-hmm. Into the fight scene, it's always it's going to be him. It's it's you know he's going to do his own stunts, um, whether they want him to or not.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: very famously, he said when he did the scene in uh, Mission Impossible where he ran down the building, mm-hmm. um, that the stunt coordinator didn't want him to do it, so he fired the stunt coordinator and got one who would let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I I just love that movie to death. I could I could watch it. It's a long one, but it much like. Um, uh, Shawshank Redemption. I don't notice the time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how long it is. I I still enjoy this movie.
1: Yeah, it is it is a good one. You know, I mean, I do sometimes I kind of just lump it into oh, uh, it's just one of those kind of white savior films, you know, like The Dances with Wolves, Last Samurai, uh, Last of the Mohicans, but every single one of those films I mentioned is still pretty fucking Very, good movies. Yeah, a really good movie. <laughs> I think
0: I think the misconception is that people think that Tom Cruise is the last samurai. Yeah, he's Ken not. Watanabe, it, it, yeah, it, yeah. There, well, not even just Ken Watanabe. Just the whole like samurai as a whole. It's gotcha. Like the end of the era. It's not meant to be like, oh, you know, Tom Cruise is a samurai. No, no, no. You know, he's he's exposed to them, but he's he's seeing them in their final moments, essentially. Mm. So, my I,
2: issue with that though is um, how. All of those people have been training their entire lives to do this. And he just shows up um, particularly. I think it's movie. That's the scene when the ninja show up. And he's, <laughs> uh, he, sure. and he's the only, I just, that's the part that gets me about that mm-hmm. movie. Um, but I also understand he's, you know, the star and the hero and kind of needs to go that way, but it just, it rubbed me the wrong way, but it is, <laughs> but it is a good, it is a, overall good movie
0: uh all right well then uh go ahead and tell us your number eight there
2: okay um i think this is the last movie that i from a uh, last sequence from a movie i can't stand um (laughs) but uh the duel of the fates fight from uh the phantom menace between uh higher on my list higher on my list it's lower (laughs) on my list because i can't stand the movie Uh, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is... I mean, it's it's a fantastic... It's just a fantastic yep.
0: fight. All right. All right, we'll talk about it uh, in a little bit then. Sure. All right, number seven, Adam.
1: All right, my number seven is from a fantastic film, uh, an Oscar-winning film. And it, again, maybe not the most, like, technical best, but it's just... I think the, the on the exact opposite from what Diallo just said, I think the, fan, the wonderfulness of this film made me like this fight, and it was cool. It, it involved... Uh, a gladiator, an even more badass gladiator, and some tigers. And I am talking about the uh, fight of Russell Crowe uh, versus like that undefeated masked badass gladiator in the film Gladiator.
2: As uh, Corey would say, LaFours. He he played LaFours from Yeah. Every wow. time that guy shows up, Corey goes, La Force. La Force. Yeah.
0: Adam, that is a fantastic pick. Because my number seven is also hey. Maximus, Maximus versus Tigris yes. from Gladiator.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's got, I mean, a lot of the sword stuff that I have on my list, actually every other sword on my list, doesn't include a shield. This is the only one that has a shield with it, so you're getting some of that kind of gladiatorial battle, you know, of mm-hmm. sword and shield together, and then the added element of, fuck, you can't go too far, or a tiger's going <laughs> to eat your ass. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I looked at a lot of lists, and a lot of people put the like Maximus versus whoever, um, what's his name Com- played Commodus, Commodus, yeah. and that was not a great sword fight. It it really no. wasn't. Yeah, really uh, this wasn't. one was so much more dramatic and mm-hmm. action packed. And yeah, you're right. The danger of all of a sudden the tigers being around him, and then just the brutal domination of Tigress at the end. Mm-hmm. Just at the end of it, you're like. Gah! <laughs> it's all the all the uh it, testosterone just released. It also helps
1: that Tigress looks awesome. That yeah. mask that I mean his helmet and everything it's it's fucking killer.
0: Yeah, the the freaking creepy tear that's coming down yeah. the front of the mask <laughs> and uh what did you have you have like a pike or a, like a hammer of some kind? is you know what he was fighting with?
1: <sighs> yeah, I can I I, yeah, I got a i'd have to pull it back up yeah i can't remember exactly but,
0: i did i looked at it when i was doing this stuff but i was mostly focused on okay this uh-huh. is a really cool fight and you know all that stuff so yeah. that's that's cool that we ended up uh yeah. having that in the same spot yeah so he's got
1: like this um he's got like a, a little mini battle axe in one hand and a sword in the other
0: okay so it so, is yeah. technically a sword fight yeah oh yeah absolutely cool all right uh mr jackson sir you're number seven um my number
2: 7 um is from Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragon. It is the uh sword fight scene between Gong Lee and Michelle Yeoh in um the uh sort of like how do you call it? That like the,
0: the one in the forest?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean okay. it's it's funny because there were, there were actually a bunch of scenes that I was, like, kind of thinking about, um, but it's, I think it's just the between, like, the wire work that they have and the mm-hmm. fantasy element of it, um, it's just very, like, kind of ethereal. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just, again, it's, just it's like, beautiful as opposed to some of the other ones that are more visceral and, um, you know, heady, mm-hmm. so, I,
0: yeah. I will say that's that fight from that film is not on my list. Mm-hmm. I agreed that fight from that film is also not on my list, yeah, but I do remember like I remember seeing it in the theater, and I probably saw it by myself, maybe with friends i can't remember, and being wowed by that scene by mm-hmm. as you said, how ethereal it was, how calm it was, despite all of the action that was happening, and yeah. having you know being an American, having never seen anything like that before,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: you know that was that was really for the masses. Probably not for, you know, for everyone, but at least for the masses, that was the movie that, for us, let us know that, oh, these filmmakers in Hong Kong are doing it way better than anyone else.
2: Well, I've seen, you know, it's funny because I, I mean, I had seen a ton of movies like that um, over the years before that movie came out, um, Mm -hmm. but it was never done on this, this level, (laughs) Mm -hmm. this level of like, um, you know, the production budget, usually like a lot of the ones I used to watch anyway is from like the 60s or 70s and um, they had their charm to it, but it wasn't done as well. And this one was just, it brought the beauty to it and it was uh, just really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I absolutely see that, and I, I appreciate that.
0: Uh, all right, Adam.
1: You're number six. All right. Well, my number six, I'm going from something beautiful to something even more beautiful. And my number six is Ron Jeremy versus Peter North in Cum <laughs> Slut 17. That sword fight when their penises are just attacking each other so feverishly of who's going to get in first. It's amazing. Is this a true story? <laughs> <laughs> no no i mean i can't we're not gonna have an episode called sword fights and i'm not gonna make like a fucking porn reference about penis sword fights all uh, right sorry no in all seriousness um we're it's not gonna six, be right?
0: uh it's not gonna be uh burt reynolds and that little kid who have the pea sword fight uh, what the, i don't remember that oh my god it was such a bad movie i can't remember uh-huh. the name of it it's it's burt reynolds and this little kid who gets stuck with and, like, they oh. go to pee, and they, like, sword fight with... They start with their peeing pee- on each other
1: or something? No, 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 like, into, into,
0: the, into the toilet.
1: Oh, okay, like crossing streams.
0: Yeah, crossing streams. <laughs> okay. I just That uh, was the point in the movie when I fucking checked out.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty pretty sad. No, um, no actually, my number six is an extremely emotional fight. Very interesting. Um, and I am talking
0: the Princess Bride, but yeah. I
1: am talking... Inigo versus Count Rugen.
2: Hmm.
0: That, so, that fight is not on my list, but that might be my favorite emotional moment yep. in the whole movie. So the exactly.
1: Now there you, take what you will about other fights in that movie. Um the passion and the heart of that is it, it's just it's one that that is really where this film can kind of become one of those that um It's everything that you want. This film is going to make you laugh. It's going to make you cry. It's going to make you everything. That's what I think it's it's one of those few very perfect films that you, you will hit every emotion watching it. And at this moment, Inigo is down and out, and he keeps fighting back for the love of his father. And it's just, it's so intense. It hits me in all the feels and the music hitting with every strike as well mm-hmm. it just explodes the emotion at the same time like this is this is a perfect class of how a film score done right can just enhance little moments you don't think of or it's used in an interesting way where most stuff you'll think a score is always constantly flowing behind here no they time it perfectly with the hits and it's just like it's exactly what you want
0: and when you hear the story of um, Mandy Patinkin's motivation for that yeah. scene about him imagining that Count Rugen is the cancer that killed his father and mm-hmm. the emotion he puts behind that final line of I want my father back you son of a bitch Man, it, yeah. now knowing that story I will start to tear up oh, when, yeah. that, when, that, when it gets to that point. My number six is I'm guessing actually might be higher so I'm not going to say too much. My number six is Yushu versus Gen Yu crouching tiger hidden hidden dragon
1: um that's the michelle yao Zhang z Z, that's higher on my list
0: okay oh by the way uh the movie i was thinking of the uh burt reynolds movie is called cop and a half
1: oh i have heard of that yeah 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 it was oh god i I
0: remember seeing the uh the the, like the trailer for that thing it looked
1: atrocious
0: yeah that was that was uh like in 93 when he was like down and out and about Uh four three or four years before he did boogie nights and had his resurgence okay Uh, all right diallo sir your number six my number six is uh
2: from lord of the rings the fellowship of the rings and it is uh the fight between aragorn and urakai um it's like the fight right before the end of the movie Mm-hmm. uh when all of the uh orcs are raiding their um encampment and the fellowship gets broken um right before he nice. saves um boromir or tries to save boromir to, yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah oh i like yeah. that i like that call is yeah. this the one where he kind of he stabs the urkai but the urkai just kind of pulls yeah. the sword in closer yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> it pulls it in closer and then he chops his head off yeah um but there's like i like it just because uh, it's you know the there are a lot of other like sword fight scenes, I think, from the series of movies, mm-hmm. but that one—it's um, like smaller, more personal. Um, it was a little; it felt a little bit more peril in that one. Um, he mm-hmm. seemed uh, outmatched, and mm. um, and uh, but it also showed just like how good of a fighter he was.
0: So. One, one thing I've always liked about that scene, and I can't tell if it's what he's really doing or if it just happened this way, um, as. We first see the Urukai like running up the hill towards him and kind of in slow motion. Mm -hmm. He brings his sword up. Yes, yes. And it almost it it almost looks like he's saluting them. Like he's doing the sword like to the head salute that fencers do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't think so because he kinda just brings this up and around, but that in that because of the slow motion, in my head, he's like he's saluting them like, All right, motherfuckers, we're gonna do this.
2: No, I've always read read it that way as well. Okay. Like he okay, good. holds the sword up and it's maybe not saluting them but it's sort of like readying, mm-hmm. so, uh, like um inviting the battle something right. like that, you know. I, I definitely I love that sequence. It's so and, good.
0: And especially cuz he he looks so calm yeah. and not panicked and ready to, ready for battle and it, it's and cuz he's I mean he's the one who I would think not necessarily would be the most emotional but he is the one who we get the most emotion out of mm-hmm. from yeah. at least from the men uh, mm-hmm. you know of the ones so he uh, him just like going it, it makes me believe oh he's going to he's going to live through this he's going to take all these guys out and even if you'd mm-hmm. never read the books or knew what happened mm-hmm. all right that was our bottom half so let's move on to the top half adam sir number 5
1: my number 5 is from an absolute visual spectacle of a film. And I am talking the movie hero. And Ooh. my number five is the Jet Li versus Donnie Yen fight in the mind scene.
2: That didn't make my list, but it was, it was in contention.
0: Okay. I have actually never seen that film.
1: Okay. Um, I absolutely would recommend it. Um, I saw it actually in film school It was one of the movies that, uh, that I saw. And, it, it It is so impressive. It kind of, you know, after Crouching Tiger, you know, we got a little bit more of uh, some budgets brought to kind of Hong Kong cinema and whatnot. And so mm-hmm. this one has incredible action, incredible visuals and artistic, um, you know, just, just creativity brought to screen that I highly, highly recommend it, John. And the two names I just mentioned, Jet Li and Donnie Yen, and they have this a very interesting fight that has this um, kind of like this traditional Chinese instrument. They have this guy kind of just playing in the middle of like this open kind of courtyard area. Mm-hmm. They're on two other side, like the ends of you know the courtyard, and they end up just kind of visualizing this fight against each other. Uh, Donnie Yen has a spear, Jet Li has a sword, and it's so interesting. The wire work is great. The 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 camera work, the use of space, and kind of like. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's it's, it's very similar to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where it's got a lot of that unbelievable action. But it's, you know, in the film where you just, you follow it, you love it. It's just like, it it enhances it. Um, Where sometimes I want my sword fights or other stuff to be a little bit more believable. This one, I'm in it for the long haul, for just kind of like that, um, that different style. And so their motions are incredible. They are fantastic martial artists. And, yeah, I, if anyone out there has not seen Hero, I just I couldn't push more. You, you guys need to see that film. Cool. Yeah,
2: it's a great movie. It's been a while since I've seen it, but, um, yeah, it definitely is that in that zone of just, like, visually, it's just um, incredible. The mm-hmm. colors. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the color play is incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, there's, like, a theme for different fights. And um, one of the things I love about the movie is, like, you can sort of see – like the value in western stories is being more about the individual but like in asian culture is more about the group and like the choice that he makes at the end of the movie is definitely more in line with the asian um values and uh, like i really enjoyed that aspect of it also
0: all right um uh, my number 5 uh came from a movie that we reviewed where uh the scene surprised me and how much i enjoyed it uh my number 5 is Zorro versus Captain uh Harrison Love from The Mask of Zorro. Uh, <laughs>
1: I thought for a second you might choose the uh one where he tears off her dress.
0: <laughs> no. Cuz other nostalgic value. That has a uh, value too. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I agree. Uh no, but the one at the end that I I really enjoyed. Actually the one even uh, right before the one where he cuts off her uh, all the sword fights in that movie actually. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how much I was really into them and, and really enjoyed it. Um, that one was per- the one at the end was particularly memorable, um, mm-hmm. just because he pulls. You know, Harrison pulls out his gun, and you think he's just going to say, "Well, screw it, I'm just going to shoot you." And He throws it down, pulls out his blade, and it commences yeah. with, you know, Harrison, uh, Captain Harrison, getting thrown off the mm-hmm. the little lift thing at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, the movie as on the whole was okay. The sword fights in that movie were top notch. I felt.
1: Yeah, I agree. Very, very good film. And I, it did the same thing to me. Um, if anybody goes back and listens to that episode, uh, we both quite enjoyed Mask of Zorro. Just kind of, I feel it has kind of gotten forgotten a little bit, mm-hmm. but it is a fun, comedic action adventure. It just fits, hits kind of a lot of different checkmarks. Mm-hmm.
2: I I had a Zorro on my list at first, but I knocked it off because I don't even know if I'm allowed to like talk about it or bring it up but um Zorro the Gay Blade from uh, 1982 with George, so George Hamilton George Hamilton yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh it didn't make my list so okay. that's okay <laughs> all right uh all
0: right well then what was your number 5
2: my number 5 um just making the cut in 2005 it is um uh the there's a movie um Final Fantasy 7 Advent Children and uh, computer animated. And it is the fight sequence between Cloud and Sephiroth at the very, like the climax of the movie. Um, it's a sequence that goes on for like, maybe like a good 10 to 15 minutes of just fighting. And um, because it's computer animated, it's like, think of like the, the idea of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or Hero, but like um, it's in sort of like, Um, a little bit more urban landscape, and there's a lot more destruction. (laughs) But that um, idea of jumping around, defying gravity, um, and the climax to the fight is just incredible. Um, I will sometimes just put that on and watch that fight sequence. Um, I love the movie itself, um, but uh, I sometimes will just put that that sequence on and just watch it just because it's so amazing and the music is is uh is just incredible as well
0: i've unfortunately never been at all any kind of final fantasy fan i've never played any of the games never seen anything that they have made from it unfortunately so mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh, we, it was just wasn't a series that john and i had growing up i will say i've played enough Smash Bros to know who Cloud is, and right. I, that's, that's, that's all I can really help out with. He has a big ass sword, I remember yeah
2: that. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they both of them it's like Cloud has that big yeah. buster sword, and Sephiroth mm-hmm. has this big like really long samurai sword and okay. and in this movie, it's sort of like a sequel to the game, and it's just uh, like if you ever get a chance to check it out, I recommend you actually watching it. it, it, it you know, it's a movie, so it's not necessarily like about the Final Fantasy game playing mm-hmm. of it. Um, but just the the level of actually computer animation is actually pretty incredible as well. They, um, it's almost like, why didn't they keep making this kind of stuff? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think the, the cartoony um, animation styles won out in those wars, but um, it's pretty impressive on lots of
1: different levels. Okay, cool. Very cool.
0: All right, Adam, let's go to your number four.
1: Uh, my number four. Is, so far, the only fight to have made all three of our lists. My number four is The Phantom Menace, Obi-Wan, versus, and Qui-Gon versus Darth Maul.
0: Higher on my list. Okay. Not surprised. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number four, not much to say about it. My number four is The Bride versus The Crazy 88 in Kill Bill Volume 1.
2: I have that on my list. All right. Okay. Is it higher up? Yeah, it's much higher up.
0: Okay. Well, then we'll wait to talk about it. <laughs>
2: All right. Then what is your number four then? Uh, My number four is from Pirates of the Caribbean, but it is the fight scene with um, Captain Jack Sparrow
1: and Barbossa, the climactic fight. Mm. Okay. Nice. I mean, Jeffrey Rush as a villain. Oh my God. He's so good. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's great. I mean, I I love it. It's, it's weird because it's not even so much the fight itself um, it's not the sword play but I like the like the throwing in of the element of the coin um, to mm-hmm. kind of like and that that like little twist to it is what really gets me every time yeah. um, so it, it makes it something a little bit more than just you know they're fighting but um, right. the theme what theme wise it's like that thing that they've been fighting over comes back to get Barbosa in the end, and Jack is, you know, uses his wits to overcome him. He so does. that's that's the bit that I like the most
1: about it. Is it is it not a plot hole that he like? What he, what he shoots him first? And it probably then, is, and and yeah. then and, and then he becomes human after, and he probably should have been healed by his undeadness, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm not. I,
2: yeah, I'm definitely not going to be here to like defend anything about that movie. It's pure, uh, okay. pure popcorn for me. So it is, but it's good popcorn.
0: Yeah. Good popcorn flick. <laughs> and I, I, and I agree with you, Adam, in that uh, Jeffrey Rush in that role, yeah, particularly, and just the. The to, to, to use a weird you know to use a overused term the witty repartee that mm-hmm. he throws at Jack and they throw you know they give back to each other really I think really kind of helps make that fight yeah. um, uh, you know it, yeah. the sword play is fine I did also enjoy the whole coin uh turner twist mm-hmm. um I, you know like I said I'm not been a huge fan of those movies I kind of tolerate the first one better than the rest of them yeah that fight was enjoyable mostly because of who was doing it
2: yeah the first one is the only one i like like (laughs) yeah uh, yeah. i can't every single one's
0: a step down yeah Yeah, i
2: don't like any of this i actually saw the last one um and i actually like kind of enjoyed it um but uh yeah they're they're not uh, it's like the first one and then you could just pretend that's where the story
0: ends fair (laughs) yeah all right adam we made it to our top three
1: yeah, top three. I think we're going to have some uh, really good fights coming. And if I'm going to talk a fight scene and a fight top ten, I'm going to include my man, Jackie Chan, who is my favorite like martial arts action guy of all time. And I'm going to talk the legend of Drunken Master, <laughs> where he had a uh, sword fight and a spear fight under a train and a boardwalk.
0: It's been such a long time since I've seen that movie. I probably completely forgot because I don't I don't always associate Jackie Chan with weapons per se, yeah. so I I probably didn't even consider going to it.
1: So yeah, I mean I actually I did a watch list with Corey, um, and my number one spoiler alert was the latter fight from First Strike mm-hmm. that I adore that fight. Um, but Jackie Chan as a whole, I think, is just the most incredible action star. Um, you know, what, what he can do and his devotion to choreography is incredible. And so just go and watch the YouTube clips, legend of drunken master. You can do train fight and it's basically Jackie Chan and this other guy. And I can't remember his name. Um, but they are literally, he has a spear. The other guy has a spear. Jackie Chan has a sword. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but they're hunched down there. I mean, they're literally under a train the entire time. What they do in this confined space just blows my mind. Like, and it's, it is that exact Jackie Chan style of long shots, you know, insane choreography, and they're moving from one place to another, and they're keeping this kind of quick, you know, comedy plus unbelievable action. Highly, highly recommend. Check out The Legend of Drunken Master. At least go to YouTube and watch this uh, this scene, and you will be impressed, I promise.
2: I have seen it, but it's been so long I can't uh, remember. Okay. I just I mostly remember the sequences of him like
1: being a drunken. <laughs> yeah, time. he's got his thing, and he's doing all that. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's, he's
2: spitting <laughs> fire out or something like the alcohol. Yeah, with the fire. yeah that's the part. <laughs> side. That's the part <laughs> that's I it. really remember. But I, gotcha. I definitely got me wanting to go back and check it out.
0: Uh, okay, my number three uh, comes from a movie that we talked about. But you only heard that uh, discussion if you're one of our patrons. My number three is Blade versus Nissa and Assad from Blade 2. Okay.
1: All right. Mm.
0: I love that fight. It is Mm -hmm. so fun. First off, Wesley Snipes is so fucking cocky as Blade, and (laughs) you you don't even have to say anything, and he just shows it. In that That's fight. the
2: sequence with the spotlights in there. Yes. Right? yes, 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 okay. exactly. All right. The
0: spotlights. Um, I I feel I I like the scene, uh, the section with him and Nissa before Assad kind of jumps in better than after, um, mm-hmm. because you start to see a little bit more of CGI stuff when that happens. Um, but all the stuff that leads up to that with the sword fight is I just I loved it. And I was I was kind of like when we when we discussed it with.
1: Uh, Marcus Ellis yeah with
0: Marcus Ellis um, I'd forgotten how much I really enjoyed that sword fight scene
1: yeah no you're right when he when I'm just kind of rewatching it right now when blade he's just fighting with it still in the hilt and he's still just he's such a bad Nissa has two swords and he's just got it one in with his hilt still in and he's just this is this is a very well done fight scene I kind of forgot about it even mm. yeah good call
2: uh, all right Ooh. Go ahead. You may even remember, uh, I totally forgot about the first Blade. I loved that fight scene <laughs> at the end of that one, and I didn't put it on my list. There you <laughs> go. Uh, all right. Well, then, what is your number three? My number three is uh, Connor McLeod versus the Kurgan um, in Highlander. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Not on my list. Um, I've never been a Highlander fan, Pro- uh, much to my wife's chagrin because she loves that movie. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm all, all things Highlander, even the, like, I, I know, like, a good, a good percentage of the films are terrible, but um, mm-hmm. the first one, at least, uh, still holds up for me personally, and uh, um, sort of like the climax of that sequence is, is great. I love the the staging of it in the warehouse and the colors, the, like, the blue lights and, you know, kind of at the climax of it when he gets the quickening out of the, you um, the all the windows shatter and the big spectacle of the quickening and um yeah just uh it's pretty cool
1: yep i did rewatch it for this um i am all, i'm with kind of with john where highlanders never really appealed to me that much but i did rewatch it you know just kind of in my research for this mm-hmm. and it is solid i mean i i appreciate it and i can understand why it made your list
2: Yeah, they had like little, you know, like wires through their jackets to make the electricity on the swords. And um, a lot of it is like, just kind of remembering the first time I saw it, because I definitely, Mm -hmm. I definitely don't think it holds up in terms of like, uh, technique and all that other stuff compared to some things that have come later. But um, I just remember my mind being blown at the time. And that that goes a long way to remembering it fondly today.
0: I mean, that's what that's how adam and i feel about red sonja technically yeah. speaking is not a great movie and doesn't really hold up today but man we got that this you know when that nostalgic tie i was telling this to the talk uh, talking back boys the other day nostalgia is a hell of a drug because mm-hmm. it'll it'll make yeah. you think that things are better than they are and that's you know what that's <laughs> that's fine that's fine because i i know red sonja is not a good movie but i still love watching it every yep. time it, i see it or it comes on
2: I remember my brain breaking um, watching it back
0: in the day because I'm like, "Why is he not Conan?" <laughs> and, and actually, uh, it was because they they what was it? They forgot or failed to get the rights to use the yeah the rights yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Uh, all right, uh, where are we, Adam? you're number two,
1: my number two. Um, so yeah, John, we typically follow certain rules, but I didn't ask this rule on this uh, episode because I didn't want to follow it. So I just didn't ask. And so I didn't want to be told no, that I couldn't put two sword fights from the same movie into my list. And so, yes, I put the more emotional movie down at my number six, but I put the more impressive sword fight from Princess Bride at my number two, Dread Pirate Roberts versus Inigo Montoya. My number two is also that fight from the Princess Bride. It, um... It's just, the I mean, you're getting wit with them talking to each other. You're getting this banter, this chess match. It is 100% a chess match between Inigo and Dread Pirate Roberts. And the way the, the, the way that they go back and forth with each, with each other. And the twists It has two amazing twists. Mm. The left-handed, and then fuck you, I'm not left-handed. <laughs> but they're all doing it. They do it with such respect for each other. That it's, it's it's amazing. Usually with most sword fights, you want one person to win over the other. At At the end of this one, I'm just like, fuck, I love both of these guys. Like, yeah. I, I love them to death. And, like, from from that second on, you're just like, "Inigo, I'm with you to the end on this. Even though you're the one who gets knocked out, I don't care. And same with Dread Pirates. I fucking love you. And so, um, it's just, yeah, it, it is. it is one that stays with you. And knowing that they... Learn the choreography. You know, the only the only stunt double was when Dread Pirate Roberts did the little gymnastics right. thing with the bar. Besides that, it was them. And, again, another one where the score just worked so well with it. So.
0: Uh, in preparation for this, I watched a couple videos that were like sword masters uh, reacting to iconic sword fights in film. Mm. And when this one came on, the guy was kind of like, okay, this isn't fair because the fighting the actual sword play is okay and not necessarily great he goes but it doesn't matter the sword play is not the important thing it's the incredible dialogue and the back and forth that is going on that is the important thing and the and the sword fighting is is just helping to give them a means of communicating but for us you know layman's who are not sword masters it's impressive to watch nonetheless and it's almost hard to divide your attention between watching what they're doing and listening to what they're saying cuz the dialogue is so great on top of a really good sword fight. Uh, all right, Dial what's your number 2?
2: My number 2 um I stretch I'm stretching the rules. Um this is my I'm new to this so that's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fine. <laughs> Um, it is from a movie we've already done. Um, the a character does hold a sword, um, and it's from Gladiator and it's the uh, Colosseum fight. kind uh, sort of like sort of like at the midpoint of the movie when okay. he reveals okay. himself to be Maximus to Commodus. Um yeah. Is that yeah, the one with
0: for- like the like all of the um yeah, it's uh, like the big set piece yes. of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No,
1: it's yeah. it a great battle scene. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's like you know, it's the the music. It is just like the the epicness and the scope. It's mm-hmm. the um, uh, sort of how he he kind of solidifies his his uh, stature amongst um, all the all the people that he's fighting alongside, Mm -hmm. um, you know, showing his, uh, ability to lead. And, um, yeah, I just, I will listen to (laughs) that again. It's another sequence. For years, I would just watch that one sequence and it's actually a movie that I actually, I love the entire movie, but Mm -hmm. like that particular scene is just sort of like the peak for me there. And it's just, uh it's amazing and he yeah he does hold a sword and he does chop a couple of people's throats with him so
1: <laughs> we'll take it we'll yeah. take it he does but yeah, <laughs> yeah you're when he ch- he's go ahead, Adam. go ahead John. no go I was say, yeah he's char- He charges on the sword exactly and he slices through multiple people's throats at the same time yeah um yeah there's a lot of going on with it but this and is he looks this is the scene damn, he the... looks good with that helmet yeah this is the scene <laughs> with the
0: chariots yeah. right Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. the one lady gets chopped in half by the chariot and yeah yeah <laughs> and and you're right he he really does solidify his role as a leader amongst the slaves here where I think before they kind of were like, well you know we've been on our own, we're gonna do this and then they realize, oh, he knows how to organize people in a fight you know and we yeah. know this from the beginning because they shows him as a general and his ability to do this. But he's got to prove it again to these people. And I think at at that point, they're going to do whatever he tells them to do. Okay. Well, we made it to the end, Adam. What's your number one? My number
1: ones. And my number one and your number one have been spoiled. I don't think Diallo's has, so we're kind of, you know, we're doing it in this right order. Uh, My number one is the Crouching crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Michelle Yao, Zhang Ziyi fight. Um, You know, they're in that, that... kind of building Mm -hmm. that martial arts building together yeah i i think this is just an incredibly fun fight the way i mean it's so it both starts and ends with swords right but in between michelle yal's going through a whole bunch of different (laughs) shit
0: (laughs) and that's kind of the fun of it too
1: yes exactly she's just trying to keep up and she is grabbing whatever she can to kind of keep fight with stuff um I think you know the the kung fu fight scene in this one is just top notch. I love you know their choreography. I, I I find it incredibly interesting, and just the um, the long spear is probably my favorite part when she has the spear, mm-hmm. like, and, and that's probably my favorite part through the entire fight. But either way, I just think it's um it, it impresses the fuck out of me every time I see it. The way it's shot, the way they are dancing and fighting and not capoeira but not right. dance fighting but <laughs> you know what i mean it's, it's a fight and a dance and a choreography but yeah so i i kind of get in awe when i watch that when i watch that particular scene
0: i remember seeing that in the theater and when michelle yo uh, brings out the twin hook swords which are the uh-huh. swords with a little hook at the end which i knew what they were but i had never seen a fight scene with a muse and I was like losing my mind. I'm like, Oh my God, it's the twin hook swords. And then <laughs> and just kind of watch her do it. And then afterwards I'm like, yeah, I kind of realize why that's not a practical <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> weapon now. Um, it's more for the look of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But like just, it was so much fun watching her just like, all right, fuck this. I'm going to grab the next thing and just grab, you know, one thing after another and, and showcasing her talent, being able mm-hmm. to use all these different, you know, weapons uh, all right. My number one has already been spoiled, and it is... First of Sorry. all... It's all right. So first off, as you pointed out, the music makes that yeah. scene. It, oh, totally, it totally does. D- it's dis- the w-
2: only piece of music memorable from that movie.
0: I disagree yeah. entirely. Oh. I love the score <laughs> to that movie. It, that that movie did not deserve the score that it got. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, like Darth Maul is the whole reason why I will go back and watch that movie. He's such a, a very super cool character, and I was so mad at the end of this fight. When he was killed, I was completely. I was talking about this on Talking Back. I was so ready for him to be the secondary villain throughout the whole three movie arc, and when he gets killed off, I was so mad that it happened because I thought he was the coolest. We all were, bro. We all were. Um, I
1: mean, as much as we love Christopher Lee, fucking Dooku does not stand (laughs) a candle. Right? Come on,
0: come on. Um, But I remember being in high school. Going to see some movie and the trailer for this coming out and the reveal of Darth Maul and the double-sided lightsaber, which was a freaking mind-blowing thing for us at that time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my god, it was such—it was the coolest thing ever. They, it could not. Everyone in my entire high school was hyped, whether they were into Star Wars or not, was hyped to see this movie. Um, it was unfortunate that it was what it was, but at least it came uh, to a head with a very amazing fight scene uh, between Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think, for a reason, this is the only fight that has made all three of our lists, I believe. And it it is a wonderful mix of impressive action, you know, the, you're right, the... Awe of a double blade now nowadays i feel like we get a weird wacky type of lightsaber every fucking new show (laughs) or new movie and it's just like what kind of stuff are they gonna do now like i've seen like a fucking um scimitar kind of you know twisted one i'm like how the fuck do they do that versus all this other kind of weird shit it's like but this is the only one that honestly really kind of makes sense (laughs) as like a, a new variant and it blew our minds ray park was awesome as darth maul My least favorite part, and I do kind of only stand by this, is you know they have Obi Wan is down below and he's kind of beaten, and Darth Maul standing at the top. Obi Wan kind of force jumps. Behind him, literally, there, I feel like there's two full seconds where Darth Maul just stands there, huh? Like, and without, you had time to fucking like attack or block or something, and he just stands there agape and gets cut in half. And I'm like, motherfucker, you're better than that. Why did that just happen? So that was my, you know, my one knock.
2: I mean, the my only, my only, the only thing I didn't like about it was he, Obi Wan didn't end up getting, um, I, he didn't get the blue lightsaber at the end right he he like mm-hmm. kept his lightsaber from through the whole fight i just thought it was it would have been a nice moment to show how he ended up with this it just was a it was a weird choice um and that's just me being super nitpicky um mm-hmm. but yeah it's uh you know especially at that that was the first time ever we actually saw like a dynamic um sword uh like lightsaber sequence in star wars and Mm -hmm. i still think um like i know people don't necessarily like comparatively um empire and return of the jedi's um lightsaber battles as much as some that have come later just from Choreograph standpoint, I think emotionally Those are actually a lot more resonant And that's why they, to me, they're better But in this case, it, it's like It just kind of hits all the points It's like the ferociousness Of the young Obi-Wan um, the, And kind of matching the ferociousness Of uh, of um, Darth Maul And um, and then Qui-Gon like, Going down when you don't actually think That that's going to happen in mm-hmm. this movie You know? Um, yeah, and he should that fight should have ended in a draw, and he should have yeah. gotten away, and yeah. we might have been a little bit more enjoyable for the other two movies, but yeah.
1: or or cut off like one limb, and he kind of have to have a cybernetic, kind of like almost like a precursor to Vader, yeah. like you know that's it. But yeah,
0: I yeah. I, I mean I mean you know we're, hindsight is twenty twenty and everything, and where everyone is a backseat director when it comes to, and, and the truth <laughs> is it was George Lucas's baby to direct, and and no one uh-huh. else's. I mean I I would have just had him have Obi-Wan make the jump, and it not have that much dead space in there, and just, like, kick him. Just kick him into the thing, and (laughs) (laughs) because, I mean, because, you know, uh, Luke falls into the hole in in Empire and comes out of it alive, there's nothing to say that Darth Maul wouldn't have, you know, come out alive to it, but the cutting him in half thing was, like, that was the... Yeah,
1: and the CG didn't look good either. I mean, obviously, yeah.
0: No, you're right, you could have absolutely
1: just started the next movie with Darth Maul kind of Somehow saving himself and and fuck he's gonna find his way back and you know and build that up and then right. when Vader eventually does kill him in the third movie here's this guy who has been so much of a badass it would have made sense but yeah it that's shame. that that aside this is a great number one pick yeah uh, all right Yellow, what's your number one. <laughs> Uh, my number one uh, was one of
2: yours already. Is the uh, oh. yeah it's a crazy eights fight? Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah, I
1: forgot. Okay, so we were all spoiled. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, that was my number one. Uh, I like. What could you say? But I mean, it's just. Um, uh, I can say something. Yeah. <laughs> there, it you know it just, in terms of again like the scope of it, the choreography the movements of it, um, the, uh, the style of it, mm-hmm. it goes through like three or four different styles. Um, it's the the sheer amount of, uh, decapitations and, and, uh, blood and stabbings. <laughs> and, um, I like how the main sort of focus is, um, the bride, um, with her opponent, what's her, her, the, her name, the, uh, uh, Beatrix, she's fighting. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the yeah, girl I, that she's fighting. I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. My brain, brain uh, out. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's sort of like it. Those are the two like yeah. opposing sides, but then they have to go through everybody else to get to that um kind of right. thing towards the end. So I just you know, it's, yeah. it's it's just it's uh, to me it's an amazing sequence, and and I say that actually with hesitation because. I acknowledge how good Quentin Tarantino is in a lot of ways, but sometimes he's like really annoying to me. But I think his art and direction and style actually that kind of came to like a cross section and a peak in this particular particular sequence.
1: Well, I I am just going to throw this out there. Sure. The Kill Bulls are two of the most over fucking rated <laughs> uh, Tarantino films ever, and I don't think they're very good. And I'm sorry. I'm just. I have to be the (laughs) asshole, and I don't like them. I do not like them. And I rewatched the fight scenes just to be like, you know what? I'm gonna give these a chance. And then I rewatched particularly the 88 scene, and I'm just like, nope, it sucks. It still sucks. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it one fucking bit.
2: I mean, it's funny because like, I mean, I I do think that that sequence is great, but I will not argue with you about the Uh, rest. There isn't like I actually (laughs) I actually watched them and enjoy them especially the first one but i also like i said like there there's an element like i watch his movies and i have like an element of annoyance often when i'm watching Uh. (laughs) except everything except for um pulp fiction but um yeah Mm -hmm. they they seem a little overindulgent um but just i think this particular movie was sort of like a, a i guess it was like an apex of like He had a big budget and he was doing what he Mm -hmm. could do, you know, Um, and then, you know, that's the only my only thing. So I would like you can you can crap on it all day and I would just (laughs) I will nod my
0: head and be like, that's fair. You know, (laughs) Uh, I like the movies. I do think one is better than two. Personally, Mm -hmm. I just I'm I'm more likely to rewatch one than I am to watch volume two. Uh, All right. Uh, let's do some honorable mentions. Adam, give me a couple.
1: Yeah, I'll throw out some really fast ones. Um, uh, well, the the Equilibrium sword fight at the end of that one, or the one where he slices half of Diggs' face off, or his full face off. That's kind of solid, kind of quick. Um, equilibrium, just a dumb, fun film. And then I will throw out... I saw a lot of people call out Troy. Um... Yeah, the, the fights never really did it for me in Troy. Right. I'm not gonna lie, uh, but I'll I'll throw out, um, it's more it's just battle stuff. I, I I had trouble, but I was like I gotta feel like I gotta add in Braveheart because you mm-hmm. know yeah sure with Highlander you can talk about big ass claymore and that's cool. Braveheart does the claymore better. And you know, I think William Wallace is just awesome. Maybe I would say him versus that horse when he like slices the fucking legs of the <laughs> horse and that thing flips over. I don't know, but like I mean, because those are all battle scenes, they weren't right. sword fight scenes, so right. I couldn't really add Braveheart. But I literally like watched multiple Braveheart ones just to be like, I feel like I should add it, you know? Or maybe it's the knife against his balls at the end when they castrate him um, before they start ripping him apart. I don't know, but I, I love Braveheart. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> love that movie.
0: Yeah, Um, I'll I'll throw out a couple. One, uh, which is actually a movie I I have seen, but it's been so long I can't remember much about it. But I did go back and watch this very old movie from 1938, The Adventures of Robin Hood. Um, There's a a scene with him, and of course back Errol Flynn. Yeah, Yeah, Errol Errol Flynn. Flynn. Okay. Um, Of course, back then there was no real special effects like that, so those guys are really going at it. Uh, It's a great, you know, sword fight sequence, and then. Uh, one strictly for the nostalgia of it because it's a it's a dumb funny sword fight. Uh, Wang versus Rain from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> oh man, to kind of just them jumping towards each other back and forth. Uh, yeah. Wang giving him the old eyebrow lift, and it's just it's just a fun <laughs> sequence.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I like one of that. My all time favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah. All Perfect time. for
1: nostalgia.
0: Yeah. All right. You got a couple of uh, honorable mentions, Diallo? Yeah, my, my honorable
2: mentions were ones that didn't they didn't make the list because they felt outside of the parameters of, <laughs> of ah. the rules. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, the th- three hundred because um, it came in two thousand six uh, with Leonidas uh, when he's fighting. Um, the uh, the, uh, the Persian army mm-hmm. um, and that the, you know the famous sort of like slow motion right. one that mm-hmm. kind of like it's iconic um, and a couple of them are actually from anime um, uh, Cowboy Bebop when Spike fights um, uh, Fights Vicious um, there's a sword fight Vicious has a sword, Spike has a gun and uh, they go at it twice um, sort of like at the beginning of the series and then Uh, In the final episode, Um, pretty, uh, especially the last uh, fight they have is um, highly emotional, like enough to almost make you cry. And um, the last one is another um, anime from the same director um, called Samurai Champloo. Um, You see the name Samurai in it, so you kind of figure uh, there's a lot going on in it. But uh, basically, it's a series, two two characters and... um, they uh, they're going to fight each other, but they help a young girl. So for the and they decide once they help her, they're going to fight to the death at the end. So they go through the whole series as partners. And then at the end, they have a there's like a fight sequence. And again, it's like highly emotional, um, really, really good stuff. But yeah, it falls outside of the uh, the realm of the um, um, (laughs) list. I have I have some like Highlander the series. (laughs) fights too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, those are my, those are my honorable mentions.
0: Awesome. Well, Diallo, thank you so much uh, for joining us for this list. Would you uh, let the folks at home know where they can find you on social media, the internet, that sort of thing?
2: Yeah. On social media, I am, you can find me on Instagram at the Armageddon and on Twitter and um, you can find uh, the First Noel Chronicles at the first Noel, FirstNoelChronicles.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have a Facebook um, author's page, A. Diallo Jackson. And
0: uh, I think that's about it. All right. Well, that was our top 10 movie sword fights before 2005. Please join us next time as we're joined by a very special guest, my wife. To break down the 1988 film Willow, discuss the 90s TV show Xena, and recast Willow using Actors of Today. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam.